0: Hey Mary.
1: Hey Allie, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. Oh, good. Oh, good. good. I'm excited to talk about this book. I know. I know. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Me too. Yeah. I Although, think
0: it's... Nick, oh, go ahead.
1: ahead. I was just gonna say it's fun when neither of us have read the book because we both never know. You know, we
0: don't know what how yeah, we're, we're about it. Yeah, we're experiencing it for the first mm-hmm. time together. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um well, I yeah yeah I I actually had to go back and re- actually read online the last chapter of it today because I was listening to it while I was running errands, mm-hmm. and I kind of like missed a few crucial things. And I was a yeah, confused. Right. So I, I was a little the le- ending for me was a little bit like, what? And then when I read it, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that was, good. that was good. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, I for this book in particular, especially since it's so short, I would highly recommend anyone who listened to it read it in mm-hmm. the actual book form yeah. because I think I would have because I listened to it as we were going mm-hmm. as the episodes were being published too and I was like oh man I got it so much better when I was actually reading
0: yeah I actually you know, felt so. that when I was reading it it just it wasn't that like I didn't like the way you read it but I just I, I feel like reading it, it slower read. it mm-hmm. just helped me create a picture in my mind and like i was just more engaged which is interesting because i typically love audiobooks and i yeah i don't feel a need to do that Mm -hmm. but for this one i just i don't know yeah i think i would like to like read it in actual form yeah
1: and i have i i bought a copy of it so if you um want to borrow it feel free okay i'll bring it down to you yeah Yeah, thanks. yeah Um, so yeah go ahead well um before we dive into I can give you kind of a background of George McDonald and Yeah. If you want, but um
0: what was just your first reaction about I mean, I think you said you want Yeah. It, but... Okay, let me tell you about this. I was telling Anne about this on her okay. drive to Nashville the other day. Oh yeah. I when I was in college, I listened to the audiobook, slash maybe read part of the book of um Till We Have Faces by C. S. Lewis. Okay. Just like on my own, it wasn't for a class or anything, Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand it, really, and I didn't like it. It was, like, confusing, and Mm -hmm. it felt like someone upsetting in a very strange way. Yeah. And so, um, I... Yeah. So when I first started reading, listening to this, I was like, oh, this feels a little bit like till we have faces. I don't know. I don't know about uh-huh. this. Okay, and there was yeah. like also at the beginning, like an eerie sense of like, this witch is doing things to these children and I don't like it. You right, know? right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that it took me, it took me a minute to like get over that. Mm-hmm. But I, but once I did, I definitely enjoyed the, the thing I mostly anything. enjoyed was Nick Terrace's interaction with the world. I uh-huh, loved that. Uh-huh. Oh, I loved yeah. that so it much. It was
1: beautiful and amazing.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, and that's – I would just love to, like, just read that again and soak it in because it was just right. so interesting how, you know, just out. How she – Like, he right, just made exactly. the whole idea of out, like, an amazing concept. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. And, and light and all of these things that we – just take for granted or experience in a very normal way yeah in our everyday lives completely changed them yeah mm-hmm. the the imagery and just kind of the pictures that he painted with words i just thought was is really beautiful and and mm-hmm. like we just talked about i think you need to actually see it on the page in order to really fully experience
0: it yeah but- yeah yeah the language, I think, I was telling, I was yes. just commenting to Anne, I just really loved the language, because it was not complicated or convoluted, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was, it, it was simple, but the ideas and the concepts were not simple, right? and yeah. I kind of, I, I just, yeah. I found that very charming, I think, mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. that's quite the right word, but,
1: but yeah, it kind of pleasing. draws you in, and yeah. And- keeps you there. Yeah. Yep. I agree with all of it. So, you want me to give you kind of just a brief. We talked a little bit about George MacDonald, uh, I think last discussion mm-hmm. episode, but do you want me to kind of go over yeah, do? Please um, do. His his life and who he was. Um so he was um a Scottish author. Uh is mm-hmm. born in 1825. Uh, no. 1824 and lived till 1905 um uh, he wrote a lot of books that you know So he's kind of considered like we talked about before the kind of father of the modern fairy tale and fantasy genre
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um he also wrote a lot of realism books you know that were set in real uh i guess you would call them like Realistic kind of books. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Regular yeah. novels. He was a poet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a lot of short stories, a lot of novels, and some of his novels um, were really popular in the in their day, but have not kind of withstood the test of time as mm-hmm. much. Partly because I think, um, from what I read, there he uses the a Scottish like dialect mm. written out kind of like james joyce does you know yeah and so it's just less accessible to readers now i, I interesting I think. but yeah i thought that was interesting too that um but he was super popular when he was first publishing those mm-hmm. books um he had a book called Robert Fal- Wait, hold on. robert falconer i think anyway queen victoria like read it and gave it to Mm. her grandchildren for christmas and stuff like that and yeah so um uh he was um he had an interesting relationship with faith and christianity he Mm -hmm.
0: wasn't he a minister yeah he was a priest or not i guess you wouldn't say a priest he was a presbyterian minister i think um i don't know scottish makes me think presbyterian
1: yeah he, his mother was a devout Calvinist mm-hmm. and um, so a lot of McDonald's kind of wrestlings with be- his own faith and beliefs mm-hmm. were kind of struggling against that so he ended up on the kind of opposite side and he, mm-hmm. he, he became pretty non-orthodox um, and that's, and so he kind of after a while, after just a few years of being a minister, he had to he stopped step down and okay and, and okay. then just um then that's when he became a famous author and oh, he has some um some published works of uh essays and sermons like mm-hmm. m- more theological. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting yeah yeah so he so also... did his well, oh, go ahead.
0: Ahead. I was just gonna say like how did his christianity or you know faith right if it wasn't really christian faith how did that influence his like you think it was it was just not like the strict calvinist right
1: right he okay he kind of believed that um he didn't like the idea that god was like a punisher and Mm -hmm. that hell was a place for punishment he he didn't Mm -hmm. i think um let me see There's a good summary of his life on uh, the website called worksofmcdonald.com. There's a lot of, there's, there's, he has a big following even now, scholarly and Mm. otherwise, but, um, uh, um, so he wasn't a universalist, which is what Mm -hmm. he's like kind of considered sometimes, Mm. but he, Mm -hmm. uh. Hold on. I'm trying to find this. I know it's not. Okay, so this is a quote from this guy who's writing about his life. He said, Mm -hmm. His expanding perspective of God's character and eternal purposes led inevitably to a revision of his view of salvation, death, hell, and the atonement. Death not closing the door to repentance, salvation not based on Jesus saving mankind from the wrath of God, but rather leading us to our loving Father, mm. hell being redemptive rather than punitive, mm. and the atonement being a mutual partnership between man and Jesus to conquer sin in this life, not a get-out-of-jail-free cart for the next. That's So anyway, I mean, yeah, those were kind of his, yeah. his views. So he wasn't accepted in the, the church that he was, you know,
0: Right, had been Sorry. right, but he still had it
1: okay. as strong, strong.
0: Yeah. So what I was gonna say him. is like, do you think in the day boy and the night girl, like, are there, was he purposely we- weaving his faith into his works, or was it just kind of you know, a more background, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. well, what do you thing what he do brought you brought to think? it? Um, I'm kind of counting on you for the analysis. Here. <laughs> um, well, I do have I read some yeah. s- stuff about that i don't know like i mean this is the only thing i've read by him yeah yeah darkness is it, it's interesting I, I think i am getting this from something i read i'm not co- coming up with this completely sure. on my own but darkness it, there's not a typical light good darkness bad right. motif in this right. book it's right like nick terrace says all these Beautiful. She loves the darkness, and the darkness is not seen as threatening to her. Mm-hmm. And I would say she really seems like the pro- the main protagonist of the book.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. Um, uh, Photogen seems more like a supporting character. Right. And, you know, so she loves the dark, and you get her, her perspective on it, and I don't so I definitely don't think there's this like strict good versus evil thing going on with the right. dark and the light metaphors. Right. right. But, um, so yeah, I, I don't really see this fairy tale as being allegorical. Although uh-huh, I'd uh-huh. be interested so, to hear if you have. Okay. Thoughts yeah. On
1: that. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, um, threw in the word allegorical because George McDonald has a, a whole, um, he, he wrote an essay called, the Fantastic Imagination, and it's kind of kind of basically like similar to uh, Tolkien's essay mm. on fairy stories, like mm-hmm. kind of describing his right. philosophy of the, mm-hmm. the fairy tale and in his writing in particular. So he talks a lot about um, fairy tales in his view and what they should be and what they are to him kind of. Mm-hmm. And so he says in the fantastic imagination that a fairy tale is not this is a quote a fairy tale mm-hmm. is not an allegory there may be allegory in it but it is not an mm-hmm. allegory mm-hmm. so he really didn't think and based on it's it's a short um essay i read it earlier this mm-hmm. evening he kind of just this the the big picture summary of it if i'm interpreting it correctly is um Fairy tales don't have to have, you know, a moral yeah, a meaning point or something. to them. They can be beautiful
0: Just in because, themselves. Yeah. And
1: and that's that's a, a good thing. And um, he kind of sets the essay up as, like, questions that someone, like, kind of a critical mm. reader m- might mm-hmm. ask him and then his answer to them. So some of the questions are, like, if you don't have a specific meaning to the in your story then can't someone just read whatever meaning they want Mm. into it and isn't Mm -hmm. that a bad thing and he says no that's that's not a bad thing of course they're going to read their meaning Mm. to into it and that's the way i want to write it like i'm not he he says um if you're drawing like if you draw a picture of a horse and it doesn't actually look like a horse and Mm. You, then so you have to write underneath it this is a horse then <laughs> like as an artist you haven't done a good good job
0: uh-huh.
1: of you know communicating what it is you want to communicate cause you have to to label it as to
0: t- label things. it yeah
1: yeah and um, um. so he, uh, yeah he's actually really um funny the way he describes it like he's not um He's not holding back in this...
0: Yeah, uh, it sounds like it. <laughs> ...essay at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to find... I, a... I like that in an author, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, he says, so The this question is, but surely you would explain your idea to one who, who asked you in the book. And he <laughs> says, I say again, if I cannot draw a horse, I will not write, this is a horse, under what I foolishly meant for one. Mm, Any key yeah. to a work of imagination would be nearly if not quite as absurd. The tale is not to hide, but to show. Um, Mm. If it show nothing at your window, do not open your door to it. Leave it out in the cold. So he Mm. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants the reader to experience something for themselves, I think, Um, which I like. I appreciate um, that, and especially just kind of a short story or a, um, like
0: a novella kind of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah I I will say my experience of the day boy and the night girl was it felt very much just kind of like a traditional fairy tale okay where Mm -hmm. in the sense of who are these people where did they come from
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: like why is this person bad like you know you just don't get you don't get a ton of exposition it's you're just kind of dropped into a story and it's a very almost like matter-of-fact telling Mm of there was a witch who wanted and to know everything. Very, and and yeah. she did this, and she did this, and she did right. this. And mm-hmm. you're like, huh? Why? You know, and, like, yeah. even the, the king, and they're in a kingdom, and then, like, at the very end, the king comes back. Like, I forgot there was even a king. And then it's like, yeah, they tell Photogen, go see the king. It's like, oh, yeah, we're... we're, This is a fairy tale, and, like, a fairy tale kingdom, you know? And, the, and it
1: definitely has the classic they all lived happily ever after ending.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, with an added kind of... You know, I loved at the end that uh, Nick Terrace says, like, we don't know that what we're in right now, when we go out of it, right. might not be like my night to your day. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was so so that like, that's
1: mm-hmm.
0: that right there could be a, a, a valuable meaning, you know, like, yeah, you just right. like the whole her whole experience of gradually learning mm-hmm. the varying degrees of light and being amazed at each one. Um
1: You know, and maybe we
0: will – maybe our sun is to something else as the moon is to our sun. Exactly. And we don't even – And we don't know. And so that's cool because, like, you know, it it kind of reminds me of the movie Arrival. Have you watched that movie? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where – this is kind of a tangent, but I have a point. (laughs) That movie is, you know, a sci-fi story, basically. But then when you get to the end, you realize – it's really asking a central human question, which is like, if you knew all the pain, like, is the pain worth it for all the love and the good yeah. things? And so mm-hmm. I feel like, and that whole story tells is like asking that one question. Mm-hmm. And so maybe in this way, like, that's the the horse <laughs> that yeah, right, McDonald right, right, is that talking he, about, which is mm-hmm. like, maybe that is the thing that he's trying to say, but he just told this really fascinating story, and that kind of just feels like it's tacked on because it's not really it's not, it's the not part of the narrative yeah it's just something she says at the end but then you're like oh
1: oh okay yeah. I, yeah. you know right so and I think there are things like that I mean that very well might be the biggest one kind of the mm-hmm. most eye-opening but I think there are things that different readers could get out of at different yeah. points during yeah. the
0: were there Was there anything um, that you kind of got out of it, other um, than that you need to lie in the sun and ripen like a peach? Ripen like a peach, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't, I can't think of anything specifically, except just how, like, I was just, I really, really thought the the imagery that he painted, the words that he chose to use, the way he described things, mm-hmm. were just really beautiful, and I enjoyed Reading them mm-hmm. for the sake of reading them, you
0: know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure there are other things if I went back. I'd like to just keep going back and reading it to somebody mm-hmm.
0: else. There I want to read it to him. my kids.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask, do you think that they would like it?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they would. Well, I was going to say, I don't think they would understand it. But then again, like, what's not to understand? Like, it was pretty Yeah. straightforward. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. I think they, I don't know, you know, it would be interesting what meaning they would attach to it. Cause like, right. they're not really, I mean, fairy tales are fairy tales, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. good stories mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't really think about what is the meaning of Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a good story. Right. So it might kind of just fall in that same category for them. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll try it and see. I think maybe attention span wise, they, it may not hold their interest over. As long as it is. Although I could probably sit and read it to them in a little over an hour. And they might yeah. sit for that. If I gave yeah. them some coloring stuff. Or <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go. You could do like... We used to do mom would read stories and we would color pictures from this from the mm-hmm. story. Yes. I don't know if you
0: could mm-hmm. find anything like that. But I probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you really fast? I found this article when I was talking to Anne about this. Or no, I found it earlier. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called... The, the night girl finds a day boy and it was in the new york times modern love section it was published a few years ago oh. and it's about a girl a woman young woman who has a sleep uh, it's called it's a uh-huh. circadian sleep disorder it's uh-huh. called delayed uh-huh. sleep phase and basically her brain doesn't produce the right chemicals at the right times uh-huh. and she gets sleepy at dawn okay. and gets awake mm-hmm. at night like just biologically and she right. describes how she's lived her whole life like trying to fight you know fight against that and it was really mm-hmm. hard and in mm-hmm. school and and then she's now a freelance writer and so she just makes her own schedule it, and actually, she just yeah. has gone with the um with the rhythm that works for her so she just ha- she describes these little vignettes of you know going to the grocery store at 4 a.m and like her world is like this world that is usually filled with people but is kind of like ghostly eerily mm-hmm. silent mm-hmm. Interesting. and then she talks about how dating is hard because like she eats breakfast at the time everyone else eats dinner. And, um, so then, but then she meets a guy who's a a day boy, you know, a normal human. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they, she just talks about how they fall in love and like how they manage it. And they ended up, they end up moving in together and then getting engaged. And Mm -hmm. after they move in together, she said they sat on the couch and read, the day boy and the night girl out loud to each other Oh. um and then and then she talked about how they would um they just kind of had this rhythm where like at yeah. they were first they tried to be on the same schedule and they realized it was just not working not for any working. of them so they mm-hmm. spend like they spend like her morning and his evening together oh yeah yeah and then wow. um they're they sleep at the same time for a little while, but not very often. Uh-huh. And, like, he does stuff during the day with friends, and she'll do stuff, and she works at night, and, yeah, like, they, you know, sometimes they she stays up late, way. which is, like... Oh, yeah, like, into the... Into the morning, morning. and, <laughs> um... And, yeah, they just wow. make it work. And I just thought it was really sweet. <gasps> yeah, that is really sweet. Oh, I know. Man. I'll have to send you the link.
1: Too. Yeah, I'd like to see it. And I was thinking, since there's, there are a lot of different, uh, like, really interesting resources and sources of information on mm-hmm. this so I may try to put them in the um that people like, always say the show notes but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, description yeah. of the sure. episode yeah, so that great. we could so yeah I'll put that link in there okay um too that'd be good yeah uh I think this is a good just kind of story to give someone if you're like going to become friends with them or like <laughs> a potential significant other like what do you what do, do you, you think, think this is this? a good story or not? Or yeah, do you are do you
0: enjoy it? Like that if you given in one way that would be like very like testy. Like <laughs> do you think this is <laughs> a good story I mean? or not? Check yes or no. Like right. what do you want me to check? So I feel like you would have to say like, "Hey, this is a book that What do you yeah. You know, I I found really interesting. Like you don't say like you loved it. Like, I found this really interesting. I would right. love to discuss See it with you, you. See what right, you think about you. it." Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. If they say I hated that, then you're like, "See you later." <laughs> exactly, like you're. <laughs> this is no, not going to work out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, George <laughs> MacDonald himself talks about that in his essay. The really, uh, uh, yeah, he says. So there's a question that he wrote in here, but a man may then imagine in your work what he pleases, what you never meant, and he s- says. Not what he pleases, but what he can. If he mm. be not a true man, he will draw evil out of the best. We uh, need not mind how he treats any work of art. If he be a true man, he will imagine true things. Uh, what matter whether I meant them or not.
0: So, you know, it just you know. came to my mind. Huh? If if <laughs> Jay, George and Harris would be considered true men. <laughs> I'd think, Do you think that? No, would? okay. Jay probably would. <laughs> I feel like he was he was was waxing poetic a lot. George and Harris, from Jay's perspective. Definitely not George. (laughs) And maybe not Harris. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely not (laughs) Montmorency.
1: I don't know. Montmorency could surprise us. Yeah. Little rat
0: terrier, whatever, fox terrier. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's funny. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? They may have well, it was a it was kinda coming out at the same time. Yeah. If they were maybe maybe him.
0: jerome k jerome read george mcdonald
1: i i bet he did so you know george mcdonald the big thing about him is that he inspired like literally every
0: lewis carroll i know he he like mentored lewis carroll
1: oh my goodness yeah
0: and i yeah. i know he inspired so lewis many. i'm assuming he inspired tolkien
1: i yeah yeah um, he um yeah. there's a website that's published by this mm-hmm. scholar uh michael phillips who we, i read from earlier mm-hmm. um who's kind of like the the leading george mcdonald scholar yeah. i think right now he has a website called father of the inklings mm-hmm. so like all of mm-hmm. the inklings you know gk chesterton well he's not really considered yeah i know but English, yeah. but you know what I mean. so who like influenced george
0: MacDonald then how did well, he come to be like this
1: question. right let me refer
0: <laughs> to um, the show notes <laughs> to the,
1: <laughs> yes to my carefully collected notes which is just an open tab on my um
0: uh, that's I respect that computer that's of a different I, art yes. cool. well I don't know I only... okay well I can research uh, it on my own it's just interesting to think about because like if he was so influential no, yeah, that, like how did he what was right. it about him that was so influential or was it just kind of a right place right time situation you know right right um yeah i
1: would i mean i would love to to know that too and i wish i had it um
0: well since we don't changing the subject i saw it yes. online that this is sort of also known as or subtitled like the romance of phytogen and nictarius photogen Mm -hmm. sorry not phytogen is like (laughs) sorry um Mm -hmm. photogen totally sounds like it could be a chemical Mm -hmm. um but do you do you feel like it was a i mean a romance yes but like and i did read that like uh nictarius is considered kind of the quintessential romantic child like innocent but Intelligent uh-huh. and sensitive, right, um, right. almost sort of a tabula rasa, like a blank slate. Right. Um, but in terms of the romance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a romance in the sense of. I don't know. It felt kind of yeah. more like mythologically romantic, not like a yeah. uh, sense of self romantic. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, not think like. It... Not right, like. Right. Um, I am <laughs> agony. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. You pierce my soul. You pierce my soul. <laughs> right. Um, yeah.
0: You don't get a lot of that yearning no. or pining. It's just it, in a sweet way. They just kind of fall into ch- into each other's lives and become very important to each other. Which is right. Possibly more realistic than you pierce my soul. I'm half agony, half yeah, ho- true, hope. True. True. You know they. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's a. What do you think? I yeah. I. When I was reading it, I knew that the, I didn't, purposefully didn't say the romance of, like, um, because on my copy it says sometimes published as, Mm. but I didn't want to read that because I, I didn't want to, like, the the romance just doesn't come, come Mm -hmm. at the beginning, it's kind of like right at the very end, I feel like. Right, And I didn't want to. All of us, as we were reading, to just think really of it exactly. through the romance. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. I was definitely. I was like, I had read that, and I was like, okay, yeah. when, when are they going to meet? What's going to yeah, happen? see, yeah. and then it's just kind but of, you fine. know, um, kind of like just a. I see like the cherry on top at the end. Like it, it feels yeah. more like the friendship. It's just a part of the photogenic nictares. Yeah, yeah, and then they, I thought so too. Um, it yeah. seems like but, it seems. I I need to go in a minute. I'm so sorry to have to cut this short. But can we talk real fast about, like, George MacDonald's view of women versus men? Yes. Because I feel like Anne said he was making some interesting statements and he was really Uh ahead of his time. And I was like, Uh oh, like, I hadn't really gotten that yet. But, I mean, it is interesting that, like and I think I read somewhere that the hero and heroine roles are somewhat reversed and that Nectaris really kind of rescues Photogen. Mm -hmm. She's the one who's seen as more calm and collected and he's the one who kind of is the damsel in distress. Yeah. So I I think that's interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I read a little bit about this um, and I'll put this article in the notes because Mm -hmm. it was, it was really interesting, but the, the author of it, Linda Montag, she said that she was kind of making the argument that, Throughout the book, they, photogenic terrorists kind of subvert gender roles, but mm-hmm. then they kind of fall back into them at the end. Yeah, where they kind of he carries her. Like, and... Yeah, and then like she gets married to him, and they, you know, that's kind yeah. of. But but but, all, they both. So, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't think so. In this article too, the author quotes another guy, and I couldn't find his article. But he said at the end, pho- er, Nick Terra's kind of submits not to Photogen but to like God, like like mm. I don't know about that. But
0: um, in, there's in what there's no sense of supernatural no, like, spiritual- in this no. story. I don't think.
1: Yeah. I don't, but I don't I think necessarily it's more get like the sense the... that
0: she's like submitting to photogen. I just feel like they're, I mean, he learns to love the night and she learns to love the day. I feel like right, they're, right. I don't, I didn't it read their marriage. Ending. Yeah. I didn't read their marriage as like a, she is submitting to him. It's just, mm-hmm. we're going to be together now, so we should get married, you know? Yeah. It didn't, yeah. it didn't seem, and maybe, it's... maybe that in and of itself was somewhat, you know pushing the envelope for the 1880s or whatever this whenever this was published because you know maybe the woman was always supposed to be seen as the really submissive Mm -hmm. one but Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. um. I think there's a lot that we could get into that I think is really really interesting but I don't know I don't have it all like
0: wrapped Mm -hmm. up in a bow in my in my mind well why don't you just say like a few things that you think is interesting well I think that
1: the way the gender roles are are presented throughout the book is interesting, even if you don't think about Photogen and Nectaris' mm-hmm. relationship with each other. Like, mm-hmm. um, Nectaris is raised in a vacuum, sort of, of gender roles, right? Yes. Photogen mm-hmm. is raised... With basically idea like of what men mm-hmm. and women do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, that's kind of one of his central characteristics is like he's he hunts yeah he's a man and he's not a girl and it's bad to be a girl yeah and but I um I liked throughout the book you just you don't really it's not a it's not a big deal like whether or not that the gender roles just kind of fall to the wayside a little Mm -hmm. bit because Mm -hmm. they're being changed and switched up in, yeah. in just a kind of unique way. There was some stuff in the articles that I read that about what gender roles were like at the time mm-hmm. that George MacDonald was writing and things like that. Well, and so what do you think about Watho and the the gender roles that she kind of embodies
0: Well, like, she's portrayed as like her central desire is like a desire to know things, right? Right. And that's kind of different than like the tr- stereotypical evil witch was just mm-hmm. maybe wanting power. Yeah. And yeah, maybe mm-hmm. as a more traditionally masculine, right, desire to want knowledge, but then yeah. the way she goes about it is like, yeah, super terrible and mm-hmm. controlling, yeah. and I don't know. What do you yeah.
1: think? Yeah, I some of this stuff that i read was i and i didn't think about it this way when i was reading the mm-hmm. book but it's kind of they were talking about the scientific kind of
0: oh yeah perspective mm-hmm. on what
1: she did and who she kind of how she was she a, seems to be almost witch. like a
0: scientist
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and like experimenting with um the human mm-hmm. like like physical kind of stuff Stuff and and she doesn't use her, she doesn't really use any magic that we know of. To right, well, we don't know true. how she does any of it, but it's not just like poof and then. Right, it's more of a you know rational. It talks about the food that she um, she feeds Vesper and Aurora mm, to mm-hmm. like, so that's somehow connected in there. And and the switching eyes that was kind of odd and yeah, like how who were the fathers yeah yeah Yeah. just it's all kind of um it wasn't like clearly magic is being done it was there was kind of like blurred lines Mm -hmm. between apparently I guess what the science of the day was in 1880 whatever based on what I read and then so I thought that was interesting I just didn't think about that yeah yeah
0: yeah. me neither Mm -hmm. Well, let me briefly tell you what I'm reading next, and yeah. then I'm going to have to wrap this up. I'm so sorry. That sounds good. No, I'm trying to no, go no. to bed early tonight. Um, good for you. Uh, so it's Halloween coming up, and I'm going to read yes. two short stories by Washington Irving. Ooh. First will be Rip Van Winkle. Exciting. And, you know, the classic tale of the playing, ni- playing at nine pins and such, and yes. then... The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And I'm really excited mm-hmm. especially about Legend of Sleepy Hollow because I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever read it and I think it just has a ton of cultural references. Yeah, And so I'm yeah. excited to kind of go to the original source and, you know, see what it's all mm-hmm. about. Oh, so. yeah.
1: That's so exciting. I can't wait. It's oh, spooky yeah. season. Spooky. Um,
0: <laughs> so that should, the last episode of that should come out on Halloween and then we can watch oh, on to something else.
1: Perfect timing. That sounds great.
0: All right. I can't well, wait. thanks yeah. for reading this book to me. I really loved it.
1: Of course. Good. Me too. All right. I'm excited to hear some spooky stories. Okay. (laughs) Love (laughs) you. Love you. you. Bye. Bye.